We're all on a journey through this life, and that journey can be quite difficult. It can be extremely hard when we have more questions than answers, especially when it comes to our faith in God. Even though we're on a journey of life, we don't have to do it alone. Join us for the podcast, The Journey, posted fresh on all popular podcast platforms every Sunday morning. Or you can go to the toughquestionsforgod.org website. Thanks, and we'll see you then. Well, a lot of people don't like that word, you know, to get out of our comfort zone. You know? <laughs> no, they don't. No, they don't. I think in a sermon I talked about the grace of discomfort, and I think there's some good grace and discomfort. Because we don't change. We don't change if we're not uncomfortable at, at times. And we all there's all, always things in our lives that need some changing. Fair enough. I remember my mom told me, change is good. So we got to remember. Fair enough. <laughs> hey, um... In looking at sort of the other end of the, the spectrum about our, our congregations, what is the message you would want to share with some of our, let's call more veteran church members, about making space in church for others? I don't just mean the, uh, the one of my congregants comes to mind who told me when I first started in my current charge that her family bought that pew, and that is actually her pew. Just an ongoing truism. But, I mean, how do we make, how do we encourage those individuals in worship to, to make the space for new, newer Christians who are coming into yeah. our doors? Part of the... Part of what we do is, I think, help remind people that, that the church never only exists for the people who are already there. Um, it's also always to be a place where we make sure new people are welcome. Um, and if we lose that, we lose something really important about what it means to be the church. And I think there's gentle ways and helpful ways we can, we can do that. Um, you know, sometimes I've heard people almost use the exact opposite statement. The church never exists for the, you know, for its, the people who are already there. Well, I don't think that's, that's true. I mean, of course the church exists for the people who are there. Mm -hmm. um, and I honor the faithfulness of people who have kept the church, the church going. And we need to recognize that we get comfortable with, uh, you know, again, to repeat what I said, we get comfortable with the way we do things. And just because we're comfortable with it doesn't mean it came down from Mount Sinai on stone tablets. Um, we, the church is there to share God's love and grace in Jesus Christ in all kinds of ways. And that means we need to have space for people who will come. And if we're really going to take seriously that they're there, we take seriously that they bring something of God's grace with them to the conversation. And they can help us know and experience God's grace in new and fresh ways if we're willing to change. Fair enough. That's a, that's a, that's that word again that nobody seems to like, you know, change. And I, yeah. know, I, I know in my churches, you know, people are like, we've always done it this way. And, you know, okay, well, that's great. You know, and it worked you know, obviously for years, but today is is a different animal you know people like you said earlier want to know how 
their faith in Jesus Christ and their position in the world really kind of intersect with each other, how they come together, how they can, you know, how the faith can benefit the world and, yep. you know, back and forth and, and, yes. and be faithful. And it seems to be a concept sometimes that I, I think people struggle with is what do I really need to do so that what I've come to know as, you know, faith, there here's a younger person that's living in a completely different world than I am or have. Yeah. And what do I do? How do I how do I help them? How do I enable them? How do I show them the grace that I've been shown over the years, you know? Yes. And I think there's a you know, the one of the gifts of the church is it really can be a multi generational place. Yeah. You know, there are not a lot of places in our society that encourage those multi generational relationships. You know, if you're a parent taking your kids to, you know, a soccer game or, or whatever, you know, the parents are roughly the same the same age. You know, many activities are organized so you encounter people about the same age and stage of your life. And the churches can be a real gift in helping people, you know, across the age spectrum get to, to know each other. Mm -hmm. um, maybe some of you have been in places where um, – a youth group has asked their member, the, the the youth, to go interview some older, some you know, longer standing and older members of the church, and the kind of wonderful gift that can be as as people get to know one another. Absolutely, I I can think of an experience I had in another church where the youth group um, there was uh, some older members that were kind of going to mentor them a little bit, and it ended up. They ended up developing a really close, very close relationship with each other, the older and the new. And, you know, both sides were like, you know, I ended up, and I heard this from both sides, they said, we learned from each other. Right. You right. Know, and, yeah. And their faith uh, grew uh, through that learning and through that experience. Yes. And uh, it's, I, yeah, I agree. It's so important to, to provide all of those places for growth and space for all people. All people, yeah. and and in our more highly mobile society, sometimes younger you know younger families have moved away from parents and grandparents because of work or whatever, and and the church can be a place where they they meet people who are sort of grandparent like figures. I mean, they don't mm -hmm. take the place of grandparents, but they can be those sort of older older mentors. Sure. Um, and so I think the church can really be a gift in that way. That extended family sort of a model. Yes. That's wonderful. Yes. Let me ask you another question, if I could. You, you, we, we as pastors, and we all seem to run across people sometimes that are saying, you know, I don't know if I want to get involved with this or not. My life seems to be just fine right now without sure. you know, learning about Jesus, without going to church, without all these things. I'm fine the way I am. What do you think we need to do in order to, once again, it's kind of the theme we're dealing with today, but to reach into their life or their heart. Sure. To, to let them know that, you know, Jesus really is the answer to so many of the problems that we have. Um, you know, that's a great question. And, and, you know, historically, one of the things the church did was try to talk them into thinking their life was more 
more a mess than they thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not sure that's always the best the I, best strategy. I think I sat in on that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, agreed. Agreed. Uh, but I, but I, you know, I think part of me just, you know, it it, it would be an encouragement to 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 dig a little deeper. You know, mm-hmm. you know, we're not saying your life is is horrible or anything like that. Right. But we, but we do think that everybody's life can can benefit from a, a living relationship with 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 God and Jesus, and um, you know if you're doing okay, well, you know maybe there's some other people who are not doing okay, mm-hmm. and they need you to be a part of the church community too. Um, you know, so it's not just you and what you may need, which matters. It's also what what can you give to the to the wider world, um, and you know I think. That's a part of what, what faith in Jesus also involves. Well, certainly Jesus modeled, you know, pouring out of himself for everybody, you know, yes. and others. And, you know, what a wonderful example of, of that. Yeah. And in, in a way, I think maybe the disciples also are kind of a model where, you know, they followed and their lives were tremendously enhanced by it. You know, certainly they had their share of difficulties. You know, we all yeah, that's, that's you know, and I think us telling our stories in, in, in ways that are genuinely sharing our stories, not in a heavy-handed way, but, you know, I think about, about my own life. Um, I, don't, I don't have this dramatic story, you know, I'm down in the gutter or, you know, had huge addiction issues or whatever, but, but I, as I think about the trajectory of my life, it's different in really positive ways because I, you know, I have followed Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, what a I, great message. It is. Yeah. I, I love to uh, follow rock and roll. I mean, I, I like music and I love rock and roll. Oh, me and too. Heavy metal and all that good stuff. I just like it, you know, played in the band and did all that stuff. But it's been interesting over the years to look at the life story of some of the people that I've followed. Like, you know, we've all heard of Alice Cooper, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Man's a yeah. staunch Christian, you know, and it's, his story is one of those where, you know, it just shows that, you know, my life was, you know, I was climbing high and all of a sudden things start falling down. And that's when I woke sure. up and, you know, I, I finally turned to God and my story has been beautiful ever since. And, you know, those types of things, I think, are important as we tell our stories, even the little parts of our own life. You know that yeah you're right maybe we didn't you know come out sure. from crawling out of the gutter or whatever but you know there was a time in the emptiness i know in my own life and god kind of filled it very slowly over the years and until i finally woke up one day you know mm-hmm. and it's like oh now yeah and, you know, part of part of my story would be there there are times when i've really needed the the resources of my faith to to make it through whatever it is that i've had to navigate and um i think without those resources it, it would have been much more difficult right right and i mean from a clergy kind of perspective looking at that we we are far more likely as are my congregation to be willing to talk about things like the Lions, our sports teams, or wherever we're we're ready to convert and evangelize and be out there and talking <laughs> and just got our colors on and everything else. 
yet a lot of times we're so hesitant to do what you just say of sharing our story or being ready to talk honestly Mm -hmm. and openly um i think it's something that we're all working on honestly i I think so too And, and you know and again the you know there have been times we we probably have all experienced really bad evangelism. Maybe we've engaged in it at times too, you know. But that person who really doesn't doesn't care even to know you comes up and just asks if you're saved, and then you know hits you with a half a dozen scriptures, and it's like mm-hmm. that that maybe maybe it's worked for some people sometime, but most people want you know to to know you and want to develop a relationship and. And want to know how faith has mattered to, to you, yeah. um, and but that's part of I think why people are sometimes hesitant to talk about their faith because they've they've experienced those bad conversations, but we need to model some some good conversations. And a part of that I think comes that as you said, listening, and building relationships and being willing to to talk about the questions or to talk about different things with somebody, not talk at them, not. Yeah, do that, but build that thing. You know, honestly, that's that was something I that it, it was very difficult for me to learn, and that was to really be present with somebody, to really open my mind and heart to what they were saying. You know, I it's one thing to listen, I think, but you know, it's it's another thing to really try and open yourself to understand where they're coming from and what they're experiencing and and what their questions are. Right. Being present in that that moment with them, yeah, oh, so important. Mm-hmm. Okay, it is, and you're right. It's a it's a skill. It takes some some attention on on our part. I, you know, as sometimes as clergy, we we feel like, well, we need to be able to just respond so eloquently to everything <laughs> someone says, and and you know, you can get kind of nervous about. You want to be ready to say the right thing, and sometimes just being with someone, even when your words are not as beautiful as you'd like them to be matters more than anything. Outstanding. Very Absolutely. true. Very true. Any uh, any closing comments you might have? Again, what we're who we're talking with are those individuals looking, searching. searching. Any words of advice, either for clergy or for people? Sure. Yeah, you know, so for 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 people who are kind of on the, on the outside, you know, one of the things that makes our task challenging in the church is that we have a history that's not always been very positive. True. We've, we've, you know, cajoled people. We've been uh, narrowly moralistic. Um, you know, the, the church has been too quiet in matters of race often, or um, we've not always been uh, our, our best selves. And, you know, so part of, part of our kind of, part of what I hope people will do is to you know, part of what we can do is acknowledge that and to say, and that's not the, that's not the entire story. Uh, there really is something here that matters that will, that um, makes your life can make your life meaningful and, and better uh, that that God's love really is this rich resource that 
um, that, that God will love you no matter what you're going through, what, what's happening in your life. Um, and you can grow in that love. You can grow in the knowledge of that love. You can grow in your ability to share that love in a way that makes a difference in the lives of people around you and in, in the world. Um, you know, so, so it's really kind of take, take my hand, take the next step. You know, you don't have to have it all figured out in, in a moment. Um, but there's something here, and I hope you'll you'll kind of join join me on the journey. Um, you I know, love I don't have it all together either, but join me on the journey. Oh, wonderful. I, I love that. Because, I love it, yep. You know, so many people have this image of, of clergy and churches and all as, you know, I'm going to tell you what you need to do. And that's not really the case, is it? You know, we yeah. want a journey along with them. So, and being together. Yeah. Hey, yes. Thank you very much yes. for your time. Thank you very much, Ray and Joe. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. I'm. I'm really encouraged. You know, the first podcast I was on with clergy in Michigan, they were both. Uh, they they were both younger than all of us. <laughs> I, I'm glad it's not just. I'm glad it's not just the uh, you know twenty and thirty somethings that are doing this kind of stuff. Uh, good deal. Well, awesome. We want to thank you for being with us today, and and uh, just really, we appreciate your words and your comments, and and just the fact that you're supporting everything that we're doing. Yeah. And thank, thank you, you so thank much. You. And thanks for your ministries, both of and you. Thank you guys too. We appreciate you. Thanks, uh, thanks everyone. Through. Take care. God be well. Thank you. Take care.